0: Welcome to The Prophetic Collective Podcast. My name is Stacey Hillier and I am so excited that you've decided to join me and some of my very good friends from all walks of life as we chat about how The Prophetic is purposed to both build the church and to break outside of her four walls into your world we'll chat to prophetically minded people who are positioned in the marketplace, education, science and medicine, arts and entertainment, government, family, and the church, all with the intention of equipping you to prophetically build and lead in the places and spaces where God has placed you. So let's get to it. Today, I am joined by a super special guest, who I am honoured to call my fellow executive here at Newma Church, over all things pastoral, our fivefold pastor, and actually just a really good friend, Ta-da-da-da-da. Pastor Joe Samuel.
1: Thank you, Stacey. Pastor
0: Joe, you do lead all things pastoral, which includes generational ministries, men's and women's, pastoral care, basically loving all the people, hatching, matching and dispatching. You do it all. You are a people magnet, my friend. Oh,
1: thank you, Stace. That was such an intro. Can I hear you're it welcome. again? No, <laughs> you're welcome. It's a
0: one-time only deal.
1: <laughs> thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Awesome.
0: Honor, to, honor, honor, honor to have you here. Now, talk to me, my friend, about newborn life. Even though I'm the one sounding like I've got a newborn, I don't.
1: Well, look, from time to time, parents need to brush up on that nappy-changing skills. Mm-hmm. Um Um, Just be sleep deprived (laughs) and to still find the joy of the Lord each morning. That is an experience. That's when the Bible really comes to life. (laughs) At 4.35 in the morning when you it's 15 minutes closer to your devotion time and you've got a kid screaming (laughs) her lungs off.
0: So you just had your second daughter, little Hope.
1: Yes. We all need Hope after 2020,
0: don't we? Oh, we do. How many weeks is she now?
1: She is... 12 weeks
0: that's awesome and then you've in, got an elder daughter whose name is joy Her name is
1: joy yep. right
0: so you've got joy and hope when a faith and love coming along
1: um not at this point not this <laughs> year at least um
0: well the prophet has spoken <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> thanks thanks stacy i hope my wife doesn't hear this podcast <laughs> and get ideas
0: well in episode one we actually spoke about the role of the shepherd And the pastor being to Hatch Match and Dispatch. And by that, we mean the baby dedications, the weddings and the funerals. But it's so much more because the pastor is always thinking about the people. So we're talking today to prophetically-minded people. We've talked about how the apostle and the prophet have their eyes and their ears to heaven. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the evangelist is outside the door to the church going, what about all the people who don't know Jesus? Mm -hmm. And you're the one who's in the congregation and at the executive table going, well, that's great that Jesus is saying about that, but how's that going to make the people feel? Mm -hmm. What are the people going to think about that? The people, the people, the people. Of other people. Uh huh. So, talk to me about how you would describe your role and your grace as the pastor.
1: Well, in um, in a nutshell, I um, and the team that I have the privilege of serving, we just want to make every person um, feel part of the family of God. Yeah. That is our first and foremost. Oh, I feel um,
0: hugged already. <laughs>
1: responsibility <laughs> um, where everyone, regardless of age, Um, where they come from, ethnicity, Mm -hmm. color, Mm -hmm. um, feel that they are part of the table of God, that they have a place, they belong, and they're included, they're loved and cared and nurtured for. And it doesn't matter whether you've been a Christian for 50 years or whether you've just been a Christian for five minutes, you have a place in God's house and um, in God's family. And Mm. we just want to ensure That
0: brings you to a place of life. I love that. And we are speaking, of course, about the fivefold team, which the Apostle Paul talks about in his letter to the church in Ephesus, reading chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, which it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds or the pastor, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So talk to me about where is the shepherd or the role of the pastor in the Bible?
1: I think um, growing up in the church, um, the word shepherd was synonymous with Psalm chapter 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because it begins with a big, bold statement. Yeah. The Lord is the shepherd. Yeah, And I think for all people who are, pastorally minded or who've got a shepherd calling Mm -hmm. I would always ask them to say hey what does the Bible say about how God leads Mm. through example and in when David having experienced the Mm -hmm. shepherding grace of God Mm -hmm. writes about various various things that Mm -hmm. the shepherd God the shepherd provides Mm -hmm. you have rest you have uh, rejuvenation of the spirit Mm -hmm. you have provision You have promise. Mm -hmm. You have eternity. You have identity. You have all of that encapsulated in Mm -hmm. that little, you know, basically in six verses, Mm -hmm. David unpacks how God is the perfect shepherd. Mm -hmm. And I think um, when I look at how a pastor should lead and how Mm -hmm. a pastor should behave, it's if we can encapsulate um, these six verses from Psalms chapter 23 and bring people to wholeness and healing and restoration and rest
0: Mm-hmm. and finding
1: their identity in Christ, then we have hit the nail on the head.
0: It's really beautiful. And we've talked about in a previous episode how Jesus is the ultimate fivefold. And in John 10, and it's in Red Letter, which is Jesus speaking, mm-hmm. yep. he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Yes. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, which is the call of the prophetic, and he calls his own sheep by name and... And leads them jumping to verse 10 it says the thief comes only to steal kill and destroy I came that they may have life and life have it I mean abundant this. I am the good shepherd, shepherd. Yep. and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep let's yep. jump to 27 because all the prophets love this one <laughs> so we're in John 10 27 my sheep hear my voice I know them and they ben. follow me yep. so here there's actually the connection of the shepherd and his voice being made known to his people, which is the call of the prophetic. Yeah, Beautiful, yep. isn't it? Yes. So let's talk about the practice of our experience on how the prophetic and the shepherd work together. I'll kickstart it, then you can speak into it. Because... Mm-hmm. Within prophetic ministry, we have prayer teams um, that I have the privilege of leading. One of the things that we do here at Newman Church is we open our altars during worship in every service. And we have um, leaders from right across our leadership base across the church who are equipped to pray for people in prayer ministry. So they come forward at that time and they pray for people often. Uh, through the prophetic, things will be discerned in that moment that can't be dealt with in a moment in service. And this is where often you and I will sit and we'll be like, so this beautiful person that God is journeying towards freedom has identified this issue, but I can see that there's some really deep-seated roots beneath there. Mm -hmm. We're going to need to help and get alongside and shepherd this person. And then pastoral helps in that way. Are there any other ways that we kind of work together?
1: Oh, look, um, there are also, and that's one element that you've just highlighted in Mm -hmm. our service, and it's really beautiful and powerful, Yeah. especially when people come. um, When we open the altar, it's literally people heeding the call of the shepherd.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: And them coming forward to a place of redemption, to a place of healing and restoration and seeking waters, living waters. Yeah. When we work hand in hand with the prophetic, mm-hmm. we understand what's the root of the problem. Yeah, many at times people are more focused on the fruit. Yep. God's focused on the root. Yeah, because and and that's where the prophet brings that insight. If mm-hmm. it's an issue from five years ago or fifty mm-hmm. years ago, mm-hmm. and we work hand in hand to bring uh, healing to the root. Yeah, rather than just a superficial band aid fix. Yeah, that's one. Uh, Area And I also feel like when it comes to deliverance, like Mm. um, when people are going through issues in their life, which are deep rooted, Mm -hmm. um, you know, having a prophet, um, working with a prophet or the prophetic pillar brings insight and clarity Mm -hmm. on some of the things because there are many a times the tried and tested methods of Mm -hmm. sending people for counseling or... Mm. Um, you know, giving them a book or journeying with them or hearing mm-hmm. their story. But mm-hmm. sometimes we just need to lean in and say, what's God trying to say in yeah. the situation? Yep. How would Jesus, deal with this person's issue and how would Jesus um, probably be doing this uh, pastoral care in this room and a a prophet brings such great insight
0: yeah and so people who have a heart for other people can actually operate in the spiritual gift of prophecy and God will give them words of knowledge for people to communicate love and you do that all the time but there's also times you'll come to me and just bounce situations off me talk things through because you're looking to your grace to have your eyes on the people, sometimes the blind spot of that grace is it's hard to get your eyes up and above yeah. what's happening with the people. 30, feet. Yeah, so this is where you through humility, come and put yourself underneath my grace and say, can you give me a bit of a bigger picture yep. of what God might be hearing or seeing over this person's life yep. so that we can figure out together and then serve the person well by going, all right, well, the pastor's identified and heard where the person's at. The prophet's yep. seen where God wants to take them to, yep. called the, the gold out of the dust of their life. Yep. How can we now engage help in that person to bridge that gap? So it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. And if I may add an analogy to that is in ancient warfare, Mm. if you you may be a commander, you would be working with your Mm -hmm. people in the trenches. Mm. But when you want to know what's the progress or the Mm. direction of the battle, Mm -hmm. you would send someone to a vantage point. Mm -hmm. That person would climb up to a vantage point and see... What's the supply line like? Mm -hmm. What's the strength of the army or Mm. the opposing army? And I think when I talk about, you know, when I I love working with you and your team, it's always good to get a higher perspective. And I think that that helps us Mm. achieve results on the battlefield. And that's good.
0: I love that. One of the exercises that we do very first in any of our prophetic discipleship groups is I'll make all of them stand up on the chair Mm. Before we do anything, I'm like, hey, we're going to do an activation. I want you to stand up on your chair. So what they do before they stand up is look at the room around them. And I ask them to notice three things, three things that stand out to them physically in Mm -hmm. the room. Then I say, hop up on your chair. Now look at the same three things and tell me how they look different. And then I make them stay up on the chair and I say, so this is the call of the prophetic is to come up here and to see things the way God sees them rather than down and in the the mess and the muck of life. And Revelation 4 and Revelation 11 actually talks about God calling the prophets up here to a higher place. So So I love that you've talked about that. Many churches, Joe, in the past have been led by shepherds what are some of the gaps that this leaves
1: i think there is the big threat um if if we let if we lean too much into our pastoral strength it opens up a a weakness Mm -hmm. where we tend to go into every situation knowing Mm -hmm. that yep um this is the problem this is how we need to deal with Mm it what we don't realize is that every child of God is unique. Mm-hmm. So if you have say, Stacy, you have four children. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. They carry your identity, your DNA. However, the way you deal with them is very unique and individual. Mm-hmm. And I think when churches have been led by shepherds in the last few dec- decades, you tend to get to a place where you know how to deal a problem and you feel like one size fits all approach Mm -hmm. and you've already have a cookie cutter mindset Mm -hmm. where you just like okay I know how to do this I know how to fix this Um, whereas whenever I hear a story I'm like I just want to hear from God first Mm -hmm. how to deal with this Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's very important and I also feel like when you care and genuinely love your people you need to hear from God how to love them better Mm -hmm because there's only a very finite limit to which you can love and care for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, your tank's gonna run dry, Mm -hmm. which is why you need to lean into God, and God's gonna give you a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. God's gonna give you a new strategy, a new revelation that could be the unlocking moment. Mm -hmm. And that would bring real freedom for people. Mm -hmm. Lots of people they're not just looking for care and connection. They're mm-hmm. actually looking for genuinely, desperately looking for breakthrough in their life. Yep. And just by giving them a pat on the back and hearing their story over and over again and just hugging them will not fix things. Mm-hmm. You need to hear God's perspective on that matter. And only when you release them from those shackles, work in partnership with God, mm-hmm. will you be able to release them from shackles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the the other four f- ministries uh, mm. or the fivefold come into play. Mm-hmm. You hear from the teacher, the mm-hmm. perspective of the teacher. You yep. hear from the apostle who mm. b- brings solid leadership. Yep. You hear from the prophet who yep. hears, who sees an eagle's eye view of what mm-hmm. God's trying to do. Mm. And so when all of those graces mix together and when mm. you, they complement the pastoral, mm-hmm. and I think um, that brings such health and vitality to the yeah. church.
0: You've touched on something there that I think is really important because any grace or any gifting any strength in our life, if we can imagine it like a continuum a mm-hmm. line, yep. everybody's strength can also be their weakness 100%. and vice versa. Your weakness can become your strength. And if we think of the weakness as the strength in immature form, yep. as we mature in Christ, the weakness can become our strength. So... Being a pastor of a church in its strength, and and a pastor being the lead of that church instead of an apostle being the lead, yep. means that people will feel loved, people will feel heard. Mm. That in its weakness means it will lack direction, yep. and You're it will struggle. Back foot. Yeah, yep. struggle to break new ground yep. because their eyes are always with the people rather than up, taking a big picture look at things. Yep. and this has been our uh, model four yeah. decades in the church now, to yeah. have pastors or teachers running the church. And
1: so constantly you're running a customer service experience, <laughs> you know, yeah, where because your heart's drawn to people, yeah. your heart's drawn to the tenderness yeah. and the pain of people. So, so you're constantly there <laughs> and not able to call them higher at times.
0: Yeah. Really yeah. good way to put it. So do you ever operate in the spiritual gift of prophecy when you are pastoring people?
1: Yes. Mm. Um, but what I also do is I would always look forward to build a relationship with that person if I'm pastoring someone. Some things are obviously very clear on the surface, Mm -hmm. but if if I really want to, if I hear someone's story, say someone says, hey, I've not been able to sleep for the last 15 years properly, my heart's literally breaking for them, thinking that God, you're the one who grants sleep to this, to every human being, you're the one who grants sleep, it's there in the scripture why has this son or daughter not been able to tap into Mm -hmm. that and as i as my heart my pastoral heart grieves for that i'm able to tap into the prophetic and i'm i put on my prophetic hat and Mm -hmm. i'm like god what's going on here yeah what is it that i don't know Mm -hmm. and you need to have humility to say i don't know what i don't know Yeah. yeah and you need to ask others questions like i would come to you and say hey I have a, you know, I have a burden for this person. This seems to be the problem. This is what I'm sensing. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I think um, I tr- I have seen true transformation in my ministry when I've been able to switch on my prophetic yeah. radar. Yeah. So um, it's something that I. Love to do.
0: Yeah, we've covered in another episode how um, the spiritual gift of prophecy is to encourage, edify, to build up, to console. It's to meet people at their point of pain, it's to put courage into people. I don't know how you would pastor without that. Yeah. Because you want people to feel better when they leave you. And yep. when they came in, yep. and not just because they dumped all their problems on you, but because no. they know how to walk forward. Yep. And we need prophetic insight to do that. I have found in my experience in leading in church life, Pastor Joe, and you know we talk about this We don't major on it, but we do make sure people are aware Mm -hmm. that some of the most common ways that the enemy can get footholds in our life is through unforgiveness, soul ties and inner vows. And so the role of the prophetic ministry is really to keep that on the radar for the pastoral even, because those things are normal, even Mm -hmm. as Christians. And we need to be constantly assessing those things so that we can actually live Galatians five one: It is for freedom that you have been set free. Yeah. So do not submit again to a yoke of slavery, but we live in a fallen world. So these things happen to us. Life happens to us. We need to, to need to constantly be readdressing our freedom. Yeah. Part of the role of a prophet is to say, are the people still free? Let's get the people free. Yeah. So you and I partner together a lot in that kind of stuff and- I actually am believing that there'll be some people listening today, mm-hmm. prophetically minded, who are like, I need to look at those th- three things. We love you all. Yeah. Forgiveness, yep. soul ties and inner vows. If you don't know what they are, contact us. We want to walk this through with you. 100%. What's your greatest frustration as a shepherd?
1: Um, sometimes when you shepherd people through a particular issue
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they... Um, they experience freedom. Yep. And uh, next minute yep. they're back in the mud. Yep. And I think that's the role of a shepherd, right? And you see even in the natural mm. the shepherd wants to keep the sheep um, safe and protected mm-hmm. but you literally mm-hmm. see sheep just walking off the edge of a cliff mm-hmm. in the natural. Mm-hmm. And that's literally what happens even in the supernatural mm-hmm. in the spirit realm. People under your care, you love mm-hmm. them, you you really pour out your life Mm -hmm. because time is a slice of your life yeah and as a pastor or as pastoral pillar when we invest time we are actually investing a slice Mm -hmm. of our life we may have invested five minutes in someone Mm -hmm. or 15 months in someone it's a slice of our life which we are stewarding before god Mm -hmm. and sometimes the frustration could be that wow you know after that you've actually gone back to ground you know square one mm-hmm. that could be that could possibly stick out as the one and the only frustration yeah, at because you feel like you
0: love the people
1: yeah and mm-hmm. and it's because the frustration is not because oh you've disappointed me mm-hmm. no don't get me wrong there it, the frustration could be oh I know how hard that journey has been yeah. now we've got to do this all over again mm-hmm. whereas if that person had completely been liberated they could have been a source of freedom for a hundred others
0: Look, I feel you on that one because the gifting of the prophetic means we don't see people as they are. Mm. We see them as God wants them to be. Yes. We train our minds not to see the mess of people's life, but what God could make of that. Yep. So then when they fall back into those things, like I feel things big. Only my husband knows how deeply I feel yep. things in the church yep. and for other people yep. because I have caught a glimpse of their free selves. Yeah. And so it genuinely grieves me when the church isn't the radiant, spot-free, blemish-free vision that exists in God's heart. And the same for people. So I hear you on that one, mate. Yeah. Greatest joy as the shepherd?
1: Oh, the greatest joy is transformation.
0: Mm.
1: When you see someone being transformed into mm. the image and likeness of mm-hmm. Christ and walking in their God-given identity, yeah. Christ identity. Yeah being liberated from everything that they've ever journeyed through, no matter how shameful, how deep Mm -hmm. and dark it was, experiencing the freedom of Christ and then going on to make a difference in the lives of others, that Mm. is the greatest. There there is literally no monetary value, nothing compares to that. Seeing someone in freedom um, and I literally have read stories where, you know, someone who's been born disabled, mm-hmm. Jesus would just come and say one word, mm-hmm. uh, speak freedom into their lives, and they go on rejoicing after decades of, you know, the the religion not being able to help them. Mm-hmm. And I think I feel the same joy um, mm-hmm. seeing people. Like the other day I had, we did a journey with somebody for two years, mm-hmm. six months to just get them into a life group. Mm-hmm. 6 months to get them from the life group to the church mm-hmm. and a whole year in church and to see them come on and serve in on a platform and do an amazing journey that literally I had tears in my eyes mm-hmm. I was like well this is what makes it all worth
0: so good and you're speaking like a true fivefold shepherd or pastor the difference between a person who has a pastoral heart and a fivefold pastor or shepherd is a person with a pastoral heart will often draw people to themselves a fivefold pastor will equip people to go to jesus Mm, that's the difference and you do that so beautifully joe so thank you for joining us today i've absolutely loved chatting with you i'm actually before you go i'm going to go on a tangent because i actually feel led there Mm. i want you to prophesy to the western church as somebody who grew up in the underground church in the Middle East, if you could have grown up in the Western church, there are many, many things I'm sure we take for granted. Convict us, prophesy to us.
1: Well, I think the first thing that I'm convicted of is we live in a free country. Mm. We live three fourths of the world population wise live in a place where they cannot experience this that Mm. we have today Mm -hmm. even today for those who are listening to us on this podcast there are millions of people whose neck is in threat of coming off their shoulders Mm. if they hear a podcast like this they have no access to this and so can I just pray over this moment yeah father we pray that to every single person listening to this today tomorrow whenever father we pray that you would bring a great awareness of the price that jesus paid Mm -hmm. it wasn't easy it wasn't a quick fix Mm -hmm. it was a permanent fix Mm -hmm. that involved the highest price Mm -hmm. of heaven Mm -hmm. and so father we pray that we would be a people Mm -hmm that would never take the freedom you've given Mm -hmm. to us for granted and that we would be a people pressing in every single day and being reliant on you. Father, we pray that you would break our independent spirit that says we've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. But Father, we pray that you would make us sons and daughters who love to do the will of the Father. Mm -hmm. God, we pray that you would make us a church that wants to hear your voice and doesn't mm. want to take a step forward without hearing your voice, that we would have the posture of the great servant Moses, who despite knowing all and having led a million and a half people out of um, us out of slavery, says, if your presence does not go with us, don't lead, from, mm. lead us from here. And Father, we also pray that you would give us the mind of Christ. Mm that our identity would not be reinforced by what our parents think of us or our friends think of us, that we would not look to the mirror of social media, Mm. but we would always hold the truth, the timeless truth of the Word of God wherein our identity lies Mm. to every son, to every daughter, wherever they are near and far, both in Melbourne, Australia, or around the world, wherever they listen to this. God, I pray that we would find who we are Mm. and whose we are in the Bible and nowhere else. And Father, we also pray, and I command this blessing over every single son and daughter who hears this, Mm. that we will not be spectators, but doers of the Word of God. That we would not just engage in consumption of spiritual goods and services, but we would say, God, here I am, Mm. send me. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one who is sent. Make me your mouthpiece. Make me your hand. Make me your feet. Make me your voice. And we thank you, Jesus, that as we journey through this, God, you're making us into the true image, the character of Jesus, Mm. the true image of Jesus. And when Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's, the only thing that is God's is us because we are made in the image of God. The coin, the denarii that you know, what he was being held in his hand was in the image of Caesar. But the only thing that was in the image of God is us. So help us to give ourselves to the kingdom of God and to you, God. So we give you all the glory in Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. I honor the grace on your life. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Stace. Well, thank you for joining us today for this episode of The Prophetic Collective. In our next episode, I chat to my teacher, Dr. Michael Gretchko. Drop the mic, Gretsch. To explore the prophetic and teacher relationship. This is season one of this weekly podcast and we would love it if you would share the love on social media. Tag us at Stacey Hillier and at Pneuma Church hashtag prophetic collective and make sure you hit subscribe so that you can access these podcasts as soon as they are available. Leave us a review as this helps us to spread the word. I can't wait to join you next episode in this far and wide growing community that we like to call the Prophetic Collective. Until then, stay cool.